This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. And today we're going to start the new year with some new driving tips. Uh, Can you teach an old driver new tricks? Uh, I don't know. A lot of people are so set on their ways that it's hard to to learn new tricks. But uh, we can remind you of good driving practices. Or maybe you're a new driver who's hearing these for the first time, and that might help. Allison, how was your New Year's? Happy New Year. It was awesome. It was good. Was yours good? My New Year's was great, but I have a cautionary tale. Gather around, children, <laughs> as I as I spin the tale. Now, this is a true story. Not everything bad that I'm about to say happened. Some things were prepared for, but other things weren't. So imagine driving on New Year's Day night in East New Mexico in a winter storm warning, and you need gas. You get to the first exit. All the gas stations are closed. You drive a few miles and go to the second exit. All the gas stations are closed. You come to the next exit where you run out of gas, but you coast to the exit ramp, and there you are. Um, at 11.30 at night, this is my son, by the way, um, he did have cell phone service. He did have a charged cell phone. He did, we have State Farm Insurance and have been paying $3 a month for roadside assistance. So he talked to Michael. I don't know if Michael was wearing khakis or not, but uh, Michael could not get anyone to come out to him to assist him. He could not get a tow truck driver to come out. That's dangerous. It was 15 degrees outside. Um, There was no Uber. There was no lift. There was a taxi service in the area. They did not answer the phone. There were 14 miles away. There was an interchange with two interstates. There were a dozen hotels. We could not get anyone have, no one had a shuttle service. People would say, oh, well, I'm the only one here tonight. Yeah. They could not get anyone to come out to help him. Uh, We had heard stories about people um, unjustly calling uh, the police, but we called the police. He he had to call the police. That's a good idea. And the police told the tow truck driver to take him some gas. Oh, wow. So the tow truck driver took him some gas, 
And then at 5 a.m., which is six hours after our story began, he checked into a hotel. And got warm. And got warm <laughs> and got some sleep. So I listen. Like the $3 a month. Yeah. We, it, so that's, 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 um, that's part of Unless our. Unless you're in New Mexico. Right. Well, here, so here's, this is my cautionary tale. If you're driving, be extra careful if it's a holiday. And things are closed. Well, that desert from here to California, that part that hits from east or west Texas right. all the way over to, yeah, somewhere in New Mexico. Right. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I've, I've if you're, be careful if you're in a rural area. Be careful if you're driving late at night. Keep your cell phone charged. Keep your gas tank full. He had a blanket. I made him a T-shirt quilt when he was in college. Oh. So he had, and he travels around. It's not as It's a cute T-shirt quilt. I'm quite proud of myself. So he had that in the car. He had cash because no truck drivers don't like to take credit cards. Um, Know if you have roadside assistance because, you know, frankly, I think we didn't really even pay. We weren't as close as paying attention to our bills to know uh, if you have roadside assistance. And I think we got a new Honda, and the Honda includes roadside assistance, so we don't need to pay for it with our insurance. Yeah, okay. So we need to take that. You need to pay attention to where the next exit is and pay attention to what services are available. Goodness. So glad he's okay. Yes. Little children, take heed and learn from the Gill family mistakes because this is New Year's and we would love to hear from you. Allison is here. We've given her a couple weeks off and now uh, Allison is ready to help you with your car questions. You can give us a call. Our number is 1-877-672-7464. And, or you could send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. Allison, we got a couple of emails yeah. over the, the holidays, over Christmas, when we were all home with our, our families. The first one was, I own a 1983 Dodge Ram D150 Custom. And sometimes when I pull the switch, my headlights will come on and sometimes they won't. How can I fix it where my headlights will come on every time I pull on the switch? Thanks, EM. Uh, P.S. I heart your show and listen to every one. What would Sweet. what is something uh, you can do if your headlights aren't working? Well, thank you for listening, Emery. Um, if your if your headlights are that, it's probably the switch has gone bad and. In any electrical component or switch or anything, and, and this goes for any component, whether it's a lamp or whatever, over years, and this is an old truck, this is an 83, I imagine that's been turned on and off and on and off, and those connections will wear down, and every time you're turning it on and off, it's eating a little piece of the metal and taking a little piece with it, so eventually it'll lose connection. So he's barely, he's just getting an intermittent connection. Okay, so listeners, you can't see, but Allison is pulling her hand in, back and forth to pull <laughs> to do the switch. That's how you do it. 
All right. So and that's what I recommend. So check check the switch. All right. We have another one. This is from Paul in Greenwood. I have a 2013, a little newer, Nissan Sentra. Sometimes when I accelerate from a stopped position, the car vibrates before moving forward. It also sometimes happens when I need to accelerate quickly and the transmission shifts to a lower gear. There are also times when accelerating from a stop position when the engine begins to rev, but there's a slight delay before the car moves forward and there's a high pitched squeak just before the car moves forward. What could be causing these issues? Well, um, a lot of people know maybe they haven't heard about it, but there's a big recall that Nissan's doing on their CVT transmissions. So they need to just contact Nissan about that. Uh, And it covers, I'm pretty sure it covers her car that far back um, because they extended the warranty way out like 10 year 100,000 or something like that. I actually I'm not real sure how how big that that um, recall is for CVT transmissions on Nissan cars. That's that's all quintessential the problems that they're having with it is these different things that she listed, accelerating, uh, vibrating a little bit, um, shifting into the wrong gear, which is what it it feels like. Um I've seen them get stuck where it's just not really going very like fast enough. It's you just it's like you can't get it past sixty miles per hour. I've seen that. Um, the squeak. I'm not really sure what that is, but that that could be something in the transmission that's making that noise. So that what they do is they rebuild it or replace the transmission. Okay. So that's what what if anyone's having a Nissan with a and that has the CVT transmission, which is in uh, Murano, your Sentras, um, your Altimas. I don't think they're in Maximas. Maybe they are these later years but anyway but those are your cars that that they put them in the versa you're smaller no Murano's not a small car but they put it in there that was the first car that ever came out production mass production that had cvt in it so that's then if you have that problem or you have problems with your nissan you need to check with nissan about that cvt transmission recall fantastic there you go paul and we'll mention this again later but if you want to find out if your car has any recalls it's easy website nhtsa.gov slash recalls and you can just type in your vin number and you can check to see what recalls your car uh has i wonder if everyone knows where their vin is it's on your dash on your driver's side down on the windshield right by your hood right uh, so on your dash, basically, and then on your in your door, when you open your door, there's a panel that says it in there. Right. So those are two easy places to get your VIN number if you don't have your registration stuff right there with you. And if it's cold or raining outside, it's usually on your insurance card, mm-hmm. on your title, on your state tags mm-hmm. that you purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of purchasing and speaking of Nissan Centris, we bought a 2012 Nissan Sentra for my uh, Ole Miss bound kid. What's the mileage, Gina? It was 160,000. Okay. But what we did is we used Car Guru, Mm -hmm. and Car Guru looks at what the value should be. I don't know if they get it from Kelly Blue Book or Mm -hmm. they get it from wherever you get what uh, an evaluation of what a car. Uh, make model options and mileage is and they give you a value and then car guru i believe checks all the published for sales of uh, uh cars and then lets you know if it's a good deal or not and we got okay. this from a dealer in 
Richland. So I'm guessing it's driving great. I think so. And so it, it may not have that problem. Well, Some but we know. will we will check the VIN number and we will take your calls. If you got a new car, oh, I want to hear about someone who got a new car for Christmas. That would be fun. If you got a new car, tell us about it. Share your joy. And we'll talk more, a little bit more about recalls and those tips for driving. But if you've got a problem, this is where Allison is right now. Email us. Give us a call. Our number is one 877 mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464. And the email address is auto at mpbonline.org. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. This is Ophira Eisenberg, host of NPR's Ask Me Another. Do you have an extra car that you wash more than most people go to the dentist? Well, save some time and some water and donate it to us. Think about it. Rather than it sitting there taking up space, your extra car could be making public radio. And when you donate it here, you may also qualify for a tax deduction. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Now, if you can't listen to our show live all the way through for whatever reason, please find our podcast. Maybe you like to listen to podcasts as you take down your Christmas tree or your holiday decorations. That's what I'll be doing this weekend. Uh, Last uh, segment, we talked about recalls a little bit. Just to remind you, you, if you want to find out if there are any recalls on your car or vehicle, you find your VIN number, and it's either on the front dashboard, down way low in front of the steering wheel, or maybe it's on the driver's side door, or it should be on your your title or your insurance card or your tax receipt. You can go to nhtsa.gov and find out what uh, what is recalls are specifically for your vehicle vehicle and that's the national highway transportation safety administration and we have looked and since we've last talked in december there's been a recall for 2019 toyota corolla hatchbacks and 2017 to 2018 honda clarity's fuel cells So be sure to look to see what recalls are available on your car. But it's Happy New Year, and we're glad we've got a call to go to. We're going to Donnie in uh, Morton. Uh, Happy New Year. Thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Thank you for talking to me. What's going on with you? 
I've got a 19, uh, I mean, a 2012 CRV. And when I go about 30 to 40 miles an hour, not accelerating, just about that speed, the vehicle jerks and bumps and jumps, and I can accelerate on further, and it shifts on out and goes fine. Or I can manually shift the automatic transmission in first, second, and drive, and I don't have that problem. Uh, is this a torque converter problem or transmission problem? And I don't know about a recall on this, but I have looked on the Internet and see where other people are having this problem also. I'll hang up and listen to you on the radio, okay? All right. Thanks, Donnie. We appreciate you uh, driving safely. Thank Allison, you. Allison, what do you got? Uh, what, where should he begin to look to diagnose this problem? Thanks for your question, Donnie. Um, I would want to know a few things like fluid condition, uh, if there's a check engine light on. Um, so just a few other things that I'd be interested in. I wonder if something's telling the transmission, if it's something else going on, it's telling the transmission to shift incorrectly or if it just needs a fluid change and the fluid pressure is not right so it can't do what it needs to do um so that's more of like a transmission specialist area i don't think it's a torque converter but um so that's something he needs to so the first thing he he would need to do would be to check the fluids Mm -hmm. and then uh, which you might on that one i think that you do have a dipstick on top of the transmission you can look at it's kind of up under there but but so he can do that and just have a look at it. if it's burnt or smelling or just it, it should look pretty and it should be a clear red liquid right with just very little brown but if it's super brown or burnt smelling then you've got a serious problem then that's the transmission fluid. transmission fluid all right so i'd have a few more questions for him before i could really say what i feel like it may be all right well we're glad that uh donnie called in if you'd like to call in we'd love for you to be a part of our show our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four we're excited we have a number of listeners this um happy new year's third <laughs> we're gonna go next to uh, sue in beaumont happy new year sue how are you today new year ladies best wishes to everybody there thank you same and, to you and that, that that tale about being caught out with no gas in, in the middle of nowhere was kind of scary yeah. oh yeah I, i'm i'm glad it was my 25 year old 250 pound son and not uh one of my uh 100 pound <laughs> Right. 120 pound other children <laughs> who I would feel much scareder for. I, I, it was pro- it would probably be too unsafe to carry some extra gas with you in a gas can when you're out on the highway at night on a lonely places like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and he had the much. he was driving to San Diego from Mississippi, and his car was almost full to the brim with the rest of his stuff. Yeah, but thanks for your concern about him, uh, Sue. He, I found out at uh, five o'clock this morning, he did get in to San Diego safely. Well, that's great. I want to ask y'all a question. I saw a lady in the store yesterday, and she had her wrist and a brace. And I, I just asked, you know, what happened to your wrist? And she was telling me that she was uh, had opened the hood of her car, and it didn't have a stick. It doesn't. It's a kind of car that's built without a stick to hold the hood up. And the, the hood fell down on her wrist and trapped her wrist underneath the hood of the car with the motor running. <laughs> 
Have you ever heard of a car like that? Uh, it's probably just missing. I mean, no, it it has it. It has one, or it's just missing, or either the shocks on hers have gone out, have gone bad, which are really cheap to replace if anyone has that problem where they have the hood that holds itself up and your I've little struts go bad. No, it's uh, it's hers are probably just missing or something. It broke or something, so someone just took the whole thing off or something like that. Maybe someone had it laid out, had opened the the latch and had the uh, the stick laid out and dropped the hood and broke it or something. Something. But um, no, the, the, all cars have it, uh, some way of holding the hood up. Well, okay, that's great then. <laughs> well, thank y'all. All right, thanks. You're welcome. Sue. Thanks for your question. Ooh, God, God bless uh, that individual. Yeah, I, that, that sounds that, really painful. And it's it. I guess that's one of those horror stories that uh, you, you you worry about. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. I've happening. smashed phones, but I've never smashed. Oh one dear! Oh yikes! Yeah, then I couldn't call my customer and be like, um, "So I'm done with your car." <laughs> oh dear! That was a funny day. Oh dear! Well, we're here. Happy New Year to everybody. We're going to have a great 2019. We hope you have a great 2019. We'd love for you to call. Our number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Now we've got Tom, who's calling in from Macomb. Happy New Year, Tom. Thanks for calling in today. Well, thank you for taking my call. Uh, yeah, I've got a 2013 uh, Port Explorer. We bought it secondhand, and uh, we bought a extended warranty, and... Uh, they had to replace the air conditioner, the uh, pump and all that. But anyway, uh, it started vibrating when we turn on the uh, air conditioner in the dash. You hear a vibrating, and it's really loud. And I took it back to them, and supposedly they had fixed it, but it started doing it again. And how can I get get them to really fix it this time thanks for your question um if i guess you're taking it to ford is that right 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 you're gonna have to talk to the service manager don't talk to the service advisor or the service writer don't tell them what's going on just go in there and talk directly to the service manager or just call them and speak directly to the service manager and if you have a problem with him go to the general manager over his head and okay. someone's going to start moving for you and get it and get it fixed right whether it sounds like that compressor's not good and they need to just go ahead and put another one on maybe they didn't put enough oil in it when they put it on and eventually went bad but um that's what I would do okay all right, then. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. We appreciate you calling in. I feel like my voice sounds so gravelly. So that's that's from New Year's Eve. When, uh, maybe I smoked a cigar, and I have a thing about cigars. So <laughs> I, I'm, like, very gravelly this morning. <laughs> well, all right. Well, all right. Not over it yet. Let's talk about some of our these New Year's tips to have good driving habits in the new year. Uh, Ignore warning lights. (laughs) You should not do that. Don't do that. Do not do that. Uh, Each one means something. We had a show about the check engine light, Mm -hmm. and so many people drive around with a check engine light. Don't do that. They do. They do. This is, and I, I, my story, let's have this show be all about Liz and Liz's family's auto problems. So (laughs) I went and took uh, uh, auto corrects advice 
and went to an auto parts store. And in the rain, I held the little umbrella over the technician, and he very nicely plugged in a code reader to my car uh, because the check engine light had been on for a while, and it said, Driver Squib Circuit 2 Open. And then I Googled that, and that talked about a coil in the airbag. Is that something that a dealer would fix? It would be under warranty? Is this something I would need a new airbag? How how bad of a problem is it to have a warning light with your airbag? If it's serious, it means it's not going to work when you when you have an accident, uh, more than likely. And it'll shut the system down if there's a problem with it, kind of like your ABS system. If you have an ABS light, come on. That's something we haven't talked about. If you have an ABS light, come on, or traction control, or this one is airbag related, it shuts your system down until you get it fixed. So you do not have ABS on your car, which basically makes it drives like a, a 50s car. So if you get in a situation where you have to slam on your brakes and, and swerve around something, you'll fishtail. So if you get in an accident, your airbag won't deploy on this till you get it fixed. Let, let me tell you what I think you should do is... Uh, if this was your car, what would car? you do? Well, I'd go through the, the electrical diagnostics and, fix, and fix it and just go through and actually take it apart and look at the connection because it's, it's probably just disconnected. Usually when you have a code that says it's a, there's an open mm-hmm. it's just simply disconnected a okay. lot most of the time okay well let's let's say uh, uh, your thumb was in a cast and you couldn't work on couldn't, it yourself couldn't work on that and i couldn't find but anyone but um, you would could you would who 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 repairs well, think about or? who does airbags constantly that's body shops so oh, i would okay. i'm sure it's something they could be like oh okay it's you know they they may have dealt with this before because you're it is it hasn't deployed you right. haven't done anything to your airbag right. system and then you have this light on right. for some reason right or another so they would probably be okay. able to fix it easier than anyone else say versus a dealership or anywhere else all right um our second good driving tip is don't hit potholes at on my street that's impossible sometimes. on my street it's like an obstacle course we've kind yeah. of figured out oh oh i know have you seen these movies i think there was a um, a, a movie where a spy was trying to get through the laser lights and so you lift one leg over and then you duck down and then you kind of roll your shoulders yeah. and you take four steps to the right. That's how we have to obst- have yeah. to, we have to drive my street is we know, well, you, yeah. you stay on the right hand mm-hmm. side over here and For then you can bit. straddle no. the next pothole but then you have to scoot all the way over to the other side but not on garbage day because that's where the neighbor leaves right. their garbage can out. Yeah. But Hitting potholes damages your car. Yeah, I'm on 471, or I drive up and down 471 a lot. I'm over there, and it is ridiculous. I'm like, please, please pay this road. And you usually have to swerve into the traffic, which is what makes me nervous. Right. Yeah, where usually it's, there's not any traffic it's on either, It's either go off the road or go into traffic or hope a car's not there and swerve. Right. <laughs> All right, Ray, we want you to hold on. We have to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to talk about driving habits you may have forgotten or you need a reminder about. When, also, when we come back, we've got a website app that'll help you drive. Our number is 1-877-672-7464. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. All right. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're already starting 2019 off to a good start by listening to AutoCorrect. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. And I'm Liz Gill. And Allison is solving all of my car problems. And if you call in, she'll solve help you solve yours. Now, I hope you've downloaded uh, our app, the MPB Public Media app. It's at the Google Play Store for Android and iTunes for Apple products. And that gets to um, an app for driving. If you, A lot of people like to listen to apps while they drive. And whether you're a diehard podcast listener or the local radio stations along your road trip are all static, Cast box has you covered. That's all one word, C-A-S-T-B-O-X. They say with over 400 million episodes of podcasts in 70 languages from 175 different counties to listen to, countries, sorry, to listen to, CastBox works a lot like Spotify or Pandora, except purely for podcasts. Build a library of your favorite podcasts or discover something new with recommendations based on listening history and daily lists. Make the dread of daily commute disappear. It's free at Google Play and iTunes. So that if sounds you, awesome. If you like listening to autocorrect, then maybe you could find other shows that might be similar mm-hmm. to autocorrect and that would help you listen to podcasts my, my husband has a new podcast every time he walks the dog he likes to so, listen to podcasts while he if walks someone the dog. knows of a show like autocorrect i'd like to know about it because i didn't <laughs> find one when i right. did research before right. we started this radio show it had the click and clack you know right and and uh car talk but as right. far as one that's about diagnosing car problems or going over car problems, I didn't see another. All the rest were about racing and, right. <laughs> you know, these these other like hobby hobby ones. So I'd love to know if there's well, we're, anyone we're else doing We're excited this. to be on the forefront. All right. Now, we uh, are glad that you've called in. We're going to go to Ray, who's from Missouri. Ray, we appreciate you listening to MPB and calling in this morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you. Uh, I have a problem now. It's a 1995 Mercury Sable. Okay? It, uh, we put a new battery in it. We put a new alternator on there. I still Because have you had a, a battery, battery light, light, on? light Okay, on. so you had a battery light on, and then you you got your battery tested and had it replaced. Yes, and I put a new alternator on this vehicle. Did the battery test bad initially, or you just replaced it first? I replaced it. Okay. Because, then, I mean, you know, it's battery light come on, I replaced it. Okay. Sometimes, just for everyone to know out there, your battery light coming on doesn't, usually it means your alternator or something in your circuit's acting up. It doesn't particularly mean your battery's gone bad. It just means your charging system is not correct. So, it usually means your your alternator. Um well, the battery the battery was about six years old anyway. Wow. So you replaced it, and it still, the light came back on. Then you replaced the alternator, and the light came back on. Right. Okay. But is it is it charging and running fine? No. It is not. Will it crank up? Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll crank up and then die. If you're sitting there idling it, it's fine as long as you don't have nothing on. 
But if you put anything on, it runs down. Well, if you feel comfortable using a multi-tester, putting multi-tester on your battery when your car's running and then rev it up to about 2,500, 3,000 RPM and see if your volts go up to about 13.6 or 14 volts to see if your alternator's charging your battery, that's kind of a quick test to know if it's your alternator is still not right. Uh, some people get the remanufactured ones, and they're remanufactured from China. And so you have problems with them a lot. I like to get mine remade and re- or rebuilt by our local folks that do it. We've got a couple of shops in the area. but um, So you need to do a little further testing and see what's going on with your charging system. It could be the regulator, the alternator. It could be a bad alternator. It could be something, a circuit in your system, one of your wiring or something has acted up. So you've got a little more going on there. Well, because, I mean, I'm going to put it into a shop. Okay. And I, mean, I recommend I'm putting it into an electrical I'm shop. I'm going to have the all-electrical job done on it, find out what's going there on you with go. it. Okay. But, I mean, you know, I don't want to put out, you know, five, six, seven hundred $700 on an electrical job or something. No, I'm sure. I would assume it's it's minor. I would assume it's minor. I wouldn't think it's going to be some crazy number for that. That's it's a common issue with your charging system. Your charging system is very simple, so it should be it should be an easy fix. I would recommend an electrical shop that does rebuilds on alternators and stuff like that. They deal with that over and over and over and over and over and over all day long. So they they'd be able to fix it pretty easily. I'd assume. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Good luck with that. Okay. Bye-bye. Ray, we're so glad that you called in. We'd love to take anyone's calls in 2019, ringing in the new year with some new car habits, good driving habits for the new year. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, or if you find you can't talk on the phone right now, our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We've got Lynn calling in from the Queen City uh, Meridian. That is right, isn't it? The Queen City, Lynn? Yes. Well, go ahead. Welcome to call to AutoCorrect. Thanks for calling in. I have a 2012 Volvo XC70. Uh, station wagon and it has 75,000 miles on it and at about 72,000 miles it began having a leakage like water leaking from the front windshield into the interior of the car the Volvo place has been very helpful with stating well you need to clean out the track for your sunroof moonroof your your open window on the top of your car so they suggested what to do, said you can go to a glass shop if you want, or you can take some um, weed eater twine and try to feed it down the channel. Well, interestingly enough, if you do that, you do get a lot of residue that comes out on the ground, and then it flows it, it beautifully on both sides. Uh, with all the rain that we've been having, it is now starting to leak again. Um, and this has been 14 days, maybe, since the last time it was... Um, tried to be cleaned out. I'm wondering if there's another issue. I don't find anything online indicating there's a problem, and I have looked the VIN number up indicating no problem there, and this windshield has never been replaced. Okay. Well, thanks for your question. Uh, That is a weird problem. So you've cleaned out those pathways. That's what I was going to suggest, too, on that. Um, So if you've done that, 
make sure you got them all. But you may have your window might need resealed, and you may that a windshield repair man can come in and just redo that windshield very easily. Just take it out, take off the you know the sealant. It's like a tar, and then tar it back down really good, and at least eliminate that as your problem. So that shouldn't cost much at all. So I would recommend maybe looking into that. Maybe so because it's a an auto glass shop versus uh, a Volvo dealership. Right, right. That's right. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's well, what I, I suggest. I'm a little confused. She cleaned out her sunroof because her windshield. What's the connection between having a sunroof and a windshield leakage problem? For your sunroof and around your windshield and above, like your door jam, there's there's holes, there's drainage holes for rain to run down and it come out the bottom of your car, oh. so that it doesn't go inside your car. So oh. that those get clogged up. And if you're under a tree or something like that, or you have a car, her car's got a little kind of a low mileage situation. Maybe she doesn't drive it very much and it got stopped up. This situation, so maybe that's what she's going on. She may have it where the weather stripping around her window, with it being a lower mileage car, has gone bad. Maybe she doesn't drive it very often, or it sits in the sun, or something like that. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to take our last break real quick, and then we'll get to Marvin, Sam, and Debbie because we're so glad that you've called in. Um, we would love for you to contact us if you have a question. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're going to come back with some car information in the news and get to these uh, callers that are waiting. Happy New Year, everybody. We're glad you're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show live on our website, mpbonline.org. I'm Liz Gale with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hang on, uh, Benton, Diamond Head, and Germantown and Biloxi. Uh, we want to get to some quick car news. We want to remind everybody that Mississippi in 2017 joined the majority of states that required seatbelt use for all people in the vehicle. 
front seat and back seat. Violation carries a measly $25 fine under the law. Officers uh, can also write tickets for anyone who's in the cargo area of trucks because they're a passenger in the vehicle and they're not wearing a seat belt. So try forcing that down here in the south. I, and, well, and it's a twenty-five dollar <laughs> fine. But uh, some other states have stricter rules. This is also the suggestion of the American Academy of Pediatrics. In Nebraska, yesterday or two days ago, the law changed. New regulations include rear-facing car seats for children up to two years old or until they reach the height or weight limits established by the car seat manufacturer. Children up to eight years old are required to ride in a car booster seat and must remain in the back seat, assuming there is a rear row with a, ch- with a seat belt. Children between eight and 18 are required to use seat belts or booster seats. And in uh, Nebraska, where this law is, it's not a stopping offense, and it's only a twenty-five dollar fine. But we want uh, new new year, new good habits. So let's try to buckle up, folks. Let's go. We've got a bunch of calls. We've got Sam from Diamond Head. Uh, Happy New Year, Sam. Thanks for calling into AutoCorrect. Uh, thank you. Uh, I have a question about. I have a two thousand four Nissan Frontier. That about two two and a half years ago, I had a. Uh, engine replaced in it and it burnt oil from then on out um it's recently started blowing black uh, white smoke and now it started uh misfiring like an idle uh pretty sure i have a cracked head is that right possibly possibly or or like um mm, that or gasket your head gasket maybe uh but it could be a cracked head it could be a crack in the block you can get a hairline either way right uh, well, I would have a have a leak down test done and see if you can figure out where it's coming from. That's what I would do, and then because it, if it's just like a head gasket, that might not be that hard. Is it the four cylinder or the six? Uh, six. Yeah, so that's I'd rather kind of pinpoint it first before you say it's trash. Um, but yeah, that sometimes sometimes that can be serious. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it sounds like you kind of yeah. have an idea. But I would I would right. do some tests first before you just you just totally eliminate it. Those are good engines. Right. I appreciate it. I just did. It's one of those things I know it is, but it, it's a a mental thing. Oh yeah, I know that's very frustrating. Um, yeah, those engines are really really good. So I hate that you've had trouble with that. That's rare for those cars. Uh, I've got about two hundred on. I've been across the country in about nine times, so I'm not really. Well, there up. you go. See, it is. A, it, it was. It was good. It lasted a good long time. I've seen them go way further than that. Uh, over three hundred fifty thousand miles, easy. So, yep. I appreciate it. No problem. Good luck with that. Thanks, Sam. We appreciate you calling in. Next, we're going to go to Debbie in Germantown, Tennessee. Thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Happy New Year, Debbie. Happy New Year, you too. Go ahead. Oh, I have a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee at 2002, and it does have like 260,000 miles on it. But when I, I guess about a week and a half ago, all of a sudden my my oil gauge started dancing around, and so I checked my oil, and it was low. So I had like three quarts put in, but then when I went took it on for an oil change, and it was a quart low then. 
so they changed the oil. They didn't find any leaks, and um, they tell me it must be burning oil. But I don't, I don't have any kind of smoke coming out of the tailpipe. So I'm trying to. It can be burning oil and not particularly smoking really bad. It 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 can be doing that. Um, I, I hate to say it. it. Sounds like your your engine it's uh it may be worn out. Maybe worn out. Using three quarts, you use three quarts of oil. That's a lot. That's a I know. lot of oil. But, but just before that, the very very time I went for uh, an oil change, and I do this, you know, on a good regular basis. It, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it never uses any oil, and all of a sudden it's down three quarts. So I didn't didn't know if I was hoping. <laughs> maybe you had some idea that maybe something else might be going on. Oh, I wish. Uh, it sounds like something maybe a little serious is going on there with that with that engine, and it's it's lasted a good long time, but. Um Maybe it's it's had its its last day. If it's starting to burn oil like that, that's a serious internal problem. If they didn't see a leak, which a, a car that old with no oil residue on the outside of it, I don't know if I believe them on that. Um, usually, they at least have it around a little seepage around the oil pan and the valve cover gasket. But um, well, I, I did have a couple of leaks fixed, you know, several months ago, I guess. Okay. So it has, it has leaked. Um, I, I, that sounds a little bit serious on that. You, you may okay. it may be due for a rebuild or n- another engine for that vehicle, which is not uncommon for a Jeep of that age. So um, that may be what you're looking at. Some some kind of serious there. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Debbie, we're so glad that you called in. Uh, we're plowing through. Uh, Marvin, thanks for calling in. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Uh, I have a, <clears throat> excuse me. I have a 94 S10 pickup truck, and my ABS light is coming on and uh, pretty much, well, pretty much staying on, and I was just wondering what could be the cause of that. Okay. Uh, your ABS system has a few things, but usually an ABS light has a simple problem, and it's just the ABS sensor, which is a wheel speed sensor on your rotor. It uh, it reads on the wheel as your tire spin to work your ABS system to let it know about slippage and, and stuff and when to, to apply the brakes. And um, so that more, it sounds like maybe you're just having a connection problem with one of those wheel speed sensors. When you get your code read, it'll tell you which one's reading wrong. If it's not that, it could be within your module and be coding for a problem with that, whether it be an electrical code or an actual problem with the module itself. Hopefully, if you're lucky, it's just a wheel speed sensor and it's just a little bit loose. Maybe it's like I had one that had come loose up from the bracket and was rubbing against the tire. I put electric tape on it and put it right back in that bracket tighten that bracket and it's fine and the light went off and it hadn't come back on so hopefully it's something that simple maybe it's just rubbing uh somewhere that it's not so that's what i would look into get the abs light red and i don't know some some auto um uh stores have that ability to read abs some don't um, on their little code readers so um you know find a place that can read the abs code it's surely someone does O'Reilly's Advance or AutoZone and um, and see what, exactly what's going on, what's, which will to check and that sort of thing. All right. Well, appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're oh, very welcome. Thank you, Marvin. And our last call for the first show of 2019, uh, Craig from Biloxi. Happy New Year, Craig. Hey, Happy New Year. 
Thank you. Hey, uh, I, ha- I have a uh, transmission uh, that did not shift out of, out of first gear because of low voltage. I was wanting, wanting to know if that was standard for uh, a lot of vehicles, if they don't shift when the voltage gets low. Never heard that before in my life. Um, okay, yeah, it, was a, it was a, a Saturn. It was a, uh, an older Saturn, like a '94, I think. I'm not sure. I want to check the wiring uh, harness to the transmission and make sure everything looks really good there. And if you're comfortable with um, using a multi-tester, maybe testing it a little bit yourself to test the power wires going there and see yeah. if you're getting 12 volts and that sort of thing. Yeah, I got it fixed now, but I was wondering if it, if that's – you just said it wasn't common, so uh, that that's – answers the question. It may be common for that car, but not common in general. I've never uh, heard of that problem before. Okay, yeah, yeah. I changed the alternator and, and charged the battery, and I, I actually bought the car as a used car just to get parts and, and ended up driving. So it wasn't driving pretty much in general, or it, that's all it needed was a battery? It, it, it just needed a uh, an alternator and, battery and, alternator. Um, and the battery, and, and then it started shifting. Okay, interesting. Well, that it just is really sensitive to voltage, voltage on that transmission, I guess. I'm glad that fixed okay, your problem. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if that was a common problem. No, I, sir. I, I know a lot of them work with vacuum to to make them shift. Not in the car that late, but yeah, that's 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 a, a very uncommon problem. Thanks, Craig, for calling in. That's going to wrap us up for AutoCorrect today. Happy New Year! I'm still in the party mood, folks. Our call screener today, I think it was our good friend Jay White, and our board engineer was Michelle McAdoo. So for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, as the Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedies show, Kids and Teens, with Dr. Morgan McLeod. Join us again next Thursday at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. And I hope everyone has a fantastic 2019. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.